0: What is the ultimate solution for this person? And then what is the clear-cut path that they would need to follow? Because yes, it depends. What training split, how many days a week they do, what the macros are going to look like. But ultimately, your differentiating factor as a coach is being able to convey your method, how it's unique and how it's different. You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they've built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage. There, it is. there we go look at that fancy Ooh, there we are we're set man yeah All right, let's do this
1: hey everybody welcome to this episode of stories that sell today my guest is eric bach of bach performance and bach business coaching he's been coaching for the last 12 years working with world-class athletes and entrepreneurs and helping strength coaches and personal trainers build their online coaching business with bach business coaching welcome
0: to the show eric how are you doing man Scott, I'm phenomenal. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited that we were uh, able to get this rolling today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bach lives in uh, the Charleston area, right? Or- Yes, yep. Yeah, and if you don't know Charleston, it's all bridges, it's all waterways. And when something goes wrong, guess what? <laughs> You're stuck in traffic. I know exactly. that. About yeah, so we're, we're a little bit on a time crunch, but I'm actually really excited about that because we will just get to the nuts and bolts of what really matters. And um, first of all, like, uh, I want to hear your story uh, of what Bach Performance, Bach Business Coaching is and kind of maybe the origin story of where you began this journey in the fitness industry and how it's kind of led you to
0: where you're at today. Yeah, definitely. And thank you, Scott. I, I do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to it. So when it comes to getting started in the fitness industry, like many of you listening, I have been in a space where I wanted to get better for sports and for performance. However, I was also that guy who, you know, had the short end of the stick in terms of how fast I grew growing up. So for me, I was always a good athlete. And then all of a sudden, I found myself in high school as the small kid. How small? About 5'2", 103 pounds. So um, about as small as you can potentially be at the age of 14. And, uh, one practice, unfortunate practice actually worked out better long-term, but, um, I recall getting demolished by a teammate of mine where he easily could have run for a touchdown, but I provided less resistance than a blade of grass. And at that point, after he was taunting, jeering, and I was getting all, all the trash talk, you know, as I was peeling my little carcass off the ground, I felt incredibly weak. Um, the first time I really felt insecure in my own body. Um, and at 14, we can probably all relate to that feeling. And this has been kind of the cherry on top of a few tough weeks for me personally. And, you know, my body language was such that my coaches definitely picked up on where I was mentally. And I was, you know, even considering like maybe this whole football thing at 103 pounds and five foot two is not for me. Uh, fortunately, a great coach of mine, Coach Morgan saw this. And he said, Eric, come up to the gym with me once we are done with practice. And we started going through and he'd seen me in there before mostly, you know, goofing around with my friends, doing a lot of curls, doing a lot of, you know, bullshit more or less. And we started working on power cleans, on deadlifts, on squats, you know, all these basic compound exercises that we all know are more or less the basic compounds that we need to focus on that drive most results in the gym. And with that, you know, I started seeing progress with it. I didn't want to show up, but I kept showing up inconsistently. And consistently, pretty soon my body caught up. And I also had this edge now as somebody who's naturally athletic. I was just slow to mature, but I had a work ethic. I never wanted to miss a day. I never missed a day from training at that point going forward. And when my body caught up, I was a pretty good athlete, you know, 100 meter sprinter. um, was able to go and work towards playing ball in college. Unfortunately, uh, you know, that aspect didn't work out. I had a couple injuries that happened early on. Um, for me and being in love with the training process itself, I immediately had a a natural pivot directly over into strength and conditioning where I was able to start working with athletes, helping out the coaches and and getting a lot of experience at a young age. And with that, that really projected me directly into strength and conditioning coaching, working with athletes um, into the real world. Once I, once I graduated college and had my CSCS and all that good stuff. Uh, But as anybody who has been through the, four-year degree aspect of becoming a coach realizes as soon as they hit the real world, you are left woefully ill-prepared for what is truly a job in marketing and sales, as much as it is knowing how to actually get people results. And, you know, fortunately, I was able to, you know, get a couple good clients early on, built that experience. Uh, but I quickly learned that when I was working for somebody else that I didn't have a lot of control. In fact, when it came to, you know, working in a gym, I noticed most of the people who are in there, it had just become a job. It wasn't a passion anymore. There weren't many people who were over 30. Um, most of them had constant aches and pains from spending all this time directly in the gym. And unfortunately, when I was working there, you know, at this first place, we had an ownership change at the same time. And with that, you know, my commissions that I had been working towards and working on a tiered up system that many people have seen in a more kind of a corporate type gym unfortunately was all for naught. I was basically given an ultimatum. Hey, you can work in these 20 minute classes where we're going to do all the programming for you. And you can, you know, keep X, Y, and Z amount of money. um, Or, you know, you can go look elsewhere. And I'm like, you know what, I'm out of here. And it was really at that point that I realized that, you know, if I wanted to be able to turn this passion that I have into a sustainable, practical career, I need to explore other options. Eventually probably want to become my own boss. And this led me down the path of starting to explore online training when I was 21, 22 years old. Um, you know, I was checking out work by John Goodman with a personal trainer development center. And, uh, you know, it kind of got to a point where I was starting to write blogs, basically covering the same exact problems that my clients had and, and putting it out into the world and starting to get a little bit of traction in that regard. Um, but after that, you know, I, I worked with my first coach and I started really building the roots for what is Bach performance today. Um That has taken a couple variations since then. You know, after I left that first gym, I was able to work for Lauren Landau at Landau Performance. Um, For those of you who know Lauren, he's an incredible coach. He's now the strength coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, So at a young age, again, I was able to, to mentor under an incredibly, incredibly talented coach who showed me, you know, more in that time frame than I can, you know, even wrap my mind around still to this day in terms of, you know, running my own business. And while learning from him and, and working with incredible athletes and clients throughout, um, I was able to continue building Bach performance, the online coaching business on the side. And when it became time to step away from that and to really build my business and, and take control, going all in on my own dream, um, we hit some turbulence, you could say. So I had worked for Lauren and decided that, you know what, I'm going to go and do this thing on my own. And about three weeks in, to training clients two or three days a week at a different studio where I was spending the rest of my time building my online coaching business, I got a call. And for those of you who are coaches, try not to answer your phone directly on the uh, the gym floor. But when your phone is going incessantly and it's been going probably 17 times in a row, you're going to take a peek. And I remember taking a peek and seeing that it was a number from my accountant's office. And am thinking, huh, sure, is a lot of missed calls from the person who takes care of my money and payroll. This can't be good. So I stepped out. I still remember that day. It was dreary. The weather was just starting to to turn in November. And I picked up, and it was my accountant's assistant. And what she said was Hey, Donna's on the run. We can't find him. Uh, The IRS and the FBI are at our offices. And condensing this story down a little bit, as it turned out, the accountant that I hired when I first started my online coaching business, because I didn't know what to do with my taxes, I didn't know what to do with any of that stuff. Was stole all my payroll taxes for that time period. Wrote zero to the IRS and, t- and pocketed all that money, and um it became something that was such a huge cloud as you can imagine. Right, I had just gone all in on building my dream. I was in my mid twenties, recently married at this point, and all of a sudden I was facing you know six figures in fines in missed taxes that I had paid to somebody else who stole them uh, to the IRS, and uh, you know this accountant, Don Eiley, got 12 years, uh, but they couldn't find the money. So I got a lesson and a big bill. And that lesson was, you know, bad shit is going to happen. And it's not always your fault, but ultimately it is your responsibility to fix it. Fair or not. And from this, I had to completely revolutionize my business. I had to change things that I was doing. I had to think, how can I make a lot more money while still giving my clients great service? And with that, the online aspect of my business started taking off. And by extension of that, I started having other coaches, gym owners, masterminds, reaching out to me directly to say, Eric, wow, you've grown this thing very quickly at a young age, Uh, would you be willing to speak with us? And the business coaching and mentorship just naturally spiraled from that point um, through fixing what turned out to be, you know, one of the most difficult things I've had to go through in my life. And, um, you know, one thing led to another and, and here we are now years later having this conversation, Scott.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's uh, there's always like these, these slap across the face moments, you know, the yeah. first one, obviously, when you were five foot two. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and you had somebody step in and, and show you, like what you could do about it, which was incredible. So it instilled this, this passion early on. The other one being, you know, I have a very similar story about losing a lot of money really fast. And there's something about those things that crush you but when you look back you're like if you rise above it's really what makes you um so like you started your online training business when you were like 21 or 22 so so really young i'm guessing this was pre-pandemic
0: yeah yeah <laughs> this was uh wow probably 2000 2011 2012 so very early kind of in the online
1: I mean, maybe not on the online business model, but in online coaching, where, what really got you moving in that direction as opposed to brick and mortar? I mean, what what was the, I'm, I'm trying to piece together like how this happened and how you saw this so early.
0: Yeah. You know, for me, I was always drawn to the idea of being able to travel, being able to have, you know, multiple sources of income, being able to to bring these things in directly. In a way that didn't always force me to be there. Um, I remember early on, you know, looking at my schedule and needing to make some decisions. You know, I had moved out to Denver, fresh out of college. I knew nobody in Denver except for my girlfriend at the time, who's you know now my wife. So uh, fortunately, that that worked out pretty well. But you know, looking at it and realizing that I'm going to work the hours that other people are not, and I can either decide to get up way early and or way late. Um, and kind of have those weekends going on. And I quickly realized that as much as I love this aspect of fitness, I don't want to sacrifice everything else that I love as a result of working five to nine, six days a week, like like many of us have in the past. Um, so for me, it was committing early on to you know getting revenue up and, and building that in-person business while working a, a structure that was acceptable at the time. Um, and then when the online business started to grow and you know, mostly built through blogging at that point, because that was the way to do it, You know, it became starting to buy back my time, starting to put in different limitations, first getting rid of Saturdays, then stopping work, you know, at at six, if I can, instead of being in the gym until nine, and gradually making those shifts. You know, I've heard that entrepreneurship is a constant cycle of one, fixing things that break, two, buying back your time in different ways, so you can have a little bit more freedom and flexibility or develop more leadership to continue building the business. Um, And in hindsight, I I did many of those things, maybe not in the right order, um, but I'm glad I was able to get the ball rolling in that direction early.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. It's it's a it's a great vision to be able to think, okay, what are the limitations of what I'm doing right now and how can I fix them? Because when I owned my gym, it was it was 5 a.m. You know, you're at the door with people waiting for you if you're second too late. And then um, <laughs> and then the middle of your day is kind of like twiddling your you know like that 10 a.m to noon twiddling your thumbs and then 1 to <laughs> 4 three, you're twiddling yeah your thumbs. and it's just such a weird you know way to operate life i it's so cool that you saw this like okay how can i control that variable and you're so right business owners will will work the craziest hours and do the craziest things and and later realize well, how am I ever going to get out of this rat race? You know, and, and finding le- other leaders and building a team and finding ways to increase productivity and leverage other people is definitely um, an amazing skill and and pretty much one of the best world hacks there is out there. But um, so how how much has this online business transitioned through the last few years with with really this massive boom of people going, uh oh, I've got a I've got to create a plan B. Hey, before we get started, imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and so much more. The Ace for Gyms is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible so that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide range of services that will completely run your business and give you the one thing everyone is limited on, more time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com. That's V-A-S-F-O-R, gyms.com and book an appointment to find out more.
0: Yeah, it's been you know incredible to see all the changes that have gone on, um, You know, many out of necessity. And one thing that's really brought to light is the people who are willing and able to, you know, stick through it and persevere, are the ones that are ultimately going to succeed. You know, when we have an unfortunate circumstance, you know, such as um, such as COVID and, and government lockdowns and, and all these different things that are suddenly thrust upon us, you know, through no fault of our own, it's still our responsibility to make a decision whether we are going to sink and swim. And you can put all the effort in the world in, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to accomplish what you want, but you sure as hell have to try, and you sure as hell have to go all in. And a couple of things that this has really taught me and what I've seen directly with the clients that we work with, right? Um, the people who are willing to understand the difference between coaching clients in the gym and marketing to people before they get to that point makes the entire difference. As an example, there are a lot of good coaches in person who really struggle with the online aspect because... They are so caught up in just being able to provide a great service, which of course is incredibly important. But before that, you have to be able to think how can I enter the conversation in the minds of the people that actually get them to take action on this in the first place? Common example here, right? If you work in the gym, you probably train many different types of clients. They have different goals, different lifestyles, different age, sex, whatever, right? With that, the natural extension of belief is gonna be okay, if I wanna start this online business and I help all kinds of people in person, well, I'm gonna put out topics and tips and, and training ideas to help all kinds of people online. The problem with that is, In the online world, if you try to stand out to everybody, you stand out to nobody because there is so much information out there. And what you need to think about is creating your business around helping one specific person solve one specific problem with one specific solution. So it needs to be Scott and I having a conversation directly and meeting the needs of Scott versus me trying to talk to Scott and seven other people all at the same time. Because if I do that, I turn off Scott, and then the next message, I turn off Bob, and then the next one, I turn off Sally, and then I keep going down the line until. They might have heard one-seventh of the information that i put out there in a way that's relevant to them and by that time they're already finding somebody else who's narrowed down what they focus on in what they discuss
1: yeah that's that's pretty amazing uh advice for any kind of business really you know like that whole nailing down your avatar your your ideal client and what it, the, the problem you're really trying to solve this uh have you seen have you seen the the rise and fall of of online businesses i mean there's a lot of people who went into this during the pandemic and put a ton of ton of focus into it and i mean can you speak to that at all and and let's hear some success stories as well
0: yeah definitely so Yeah, a lot of people definitely poured right into it out of desperation. And they kind of went in, many people went in again with the same kind of aspect that we just talked about there. And those who have really thrived have started to think, okay, how can I stand out and be a little bit different and infuse my personality directly into my business, much in the same way that I would infuse my personality into a conversation that I'm going to have with a client who's been a one-on-one. And that's been the really key differentiating factor for the people that I've seen who succeed online versus those who maybe use it as, as a quick flash in the pan to be able to, you know, put band over bullet holes during you know COVID when everything is shut down um, versus those who have been able to take this and now start to build it into something that's been a big transition um, i've seen you know some clients be incredibly successful with this um, but the focus really comes down to being able to narrow down and focus on who you're going to speak to directly um, you need to build a certain set of skills when it comes to online and really when it comes to any type of business um, and the biggest ones that i can think of online are going to be number one self-discipline. that's something you have to be able to do and, and get up and persevere through the challenges and all the crazy stress that I think many of us are still feeling today with the state of the world. Um, second is going to be copywriting or more more effectively copy communication because copywriting itself, whether you're creating content or not, all comes down to entering the mind or the conversation in the mind of the person you are trying to help. So if you can knock down the skill, you can translate it directly over into podcasts, into video, into uh, into written form. Because ultimately, we have to be able to communicate value with what we do directly to the people that we want to be able to help. Um, and then we need to be able to, to effectively sell in an ethical way. Because people's bullshit detector is at the all-time highest. So you see you know, a lot of high-pressure methods that are, are still put out there and pervade today. And it's simply not the way that people operate. Um, it all comes down to communication and being a true, authentic person who wants to lead by example and lead by getting incredible results. So if you can develop those skills... You know, we've seen clients who have gone from having their business completely, you know, crushed down to making ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a month in recurring revenue, and being able to have more freedom and flexibility directly for their kids. Um, and it's, you know, that's not for everybody though, as well, right? Like you might want to just make a, an extra couple thousand dollars and, and bridge the gap and not have to work weekends and be able to, you know, have dinner with your family. Um, but it all comes down to developing the same set of skills, and we can develop those skills. You can build a business that improves your life rather than consumes it, and ultimately that is what many coaches really struggle with and business owners really want to have. And that's the primary reason that they get started in the first place. So it comes down to developing those skills and then being able to particularly partition your day in a way where those can lead to the freedom that you're after.
1: Yeah, I really like that you brought up one more one than more way of like creating copy. I mean, it's it's not just sitting down and writing blogs anymore. There's other opportunities, like you said, podcasting and, you know, there's different different skills out there to get your message across, which is, I think, really important for people to understand because if someone said, hey, Scott, you gotta get really good at writing copy to be successful, I'd be like, well, I'm either <laughs> going to hire somebody to do it or it's not gonna happen. And now that's probably a mindset and and with practice and guidance could make totally make it happen. But um, there, there's just so many ways to to skin a cat anymore, but it really does come to getting that message across what type of online business for for those who you know are a are ke- little curious now do you guys like work on a specific type of online coaching like oh you're going to do um you know movement help with movement you're going to help with workouts you're going to do meal planning and workout planning like is there a specific formula or do you just work with anybody in the fitness area who wants to develop an on- online um, presence and has maybe already a system in place
0: Yeah, so we work primarily with those who consider themselves strength coaches and or more of an evidence-based personal trainer. Um, And the reason being many of those professionals have incredible knowledge in terms of what to do, but what they struggle with is communicating in a way where their clients are going to connect. Like they might be able to have a great conversation with you and I discussing, you know, hip kinematics or ankle dorsiflexion or something, but most of our clients don't really care about that aspect. However, these are the people who are most empowered with the greatest knowledge in order to help people. And the gap becomes, you have all this education, but you cannot communicate in the most effective way possible. Um, and with that, you know every person is going to have the preference and who they want to work with. Uh, what I like to focus on is helping the coaches and trainers think, what is the ultimate solution for this person? And then what is the clear cut path that they would need to follow? Because yes, it depends what training split, how many days a week they do, what the macros are going to look like. But ultimately, your differentiating factor as a coach is being able to convey your method, how it's unique and how it's different, and be able to package it in such a way where it's compelling that it stands out to people in a, in a, in a world where they feel like they've tried everything and nothing has worked, right? Um, so it comes down to being clear on who you want to help and what that problem is going to be, or that problem that you're going to solve is going to be, and then creating the solution around it. And that can encompass movement. That can encompass... The training programs. It can be meal plans or a nutrition protocol or, or whatever skill set that you do have. But when you understand the core principles of business and you know communication that we've discussed so far, you can take it and you can apply it to any person in any business, in any industry and be successful. I like to think of it like it's something I say consistently in my fitness business. And that success comes from the ruthless execution of the basics. Ultimately, when I look at my clients and I see what they're doing, it nearly always comes down to, okay, Rep quality could be a little bit better. Your recovery isn't up to par, and your food choices aren't ideal. So instead of worrying about like what Tribulus is going to do in terms of the next testosterone booster that you're looking at, we should maybe get more than five hours of sleep on a consistent basis. So let's look at attacking that lever before we start dumping money into stuff that may or may not work. um, You know, as effectively as you know, turning off Netflix when Better Call Saul is about to premiere on the 18th and and whatnot. Right. I'm sorry, I'm a big fan. they should they should give us some uh some (laughs) affiliate commissions on that what do you think i think so there's a few of them (laughs) yeah yeah
1: okay so with your average client coming in and working within your systems is there like an overarching biggest hang up for them because i mean you're talking about you know doing Mm -hmm. a lot of reps of the basics and that, that applies for business so well um what are some areas that you feel? What is the biggest fear or or maybe mindset block that people come in working with you?
0: Yeah, so there's a huge fear around marketing. More specifically, it's a very well-educated coach who is terrified of all of a sudden becoming one of those marketers, right? And what many people fail to understand is like there's a very strong anti-marketing premise in the industry. And most often you see it with people who would rather sell you a certification than teach you how to make more money with your business. And what happens is, you know, these individuals will go off on a tangent and highlight, this is what influencers are doing or make fun of a certain marketing method. And then they actually weave that same method directly into what they're doing. So for example, somebody will make make fun of, um, hey, I'm looking for five people who wanna do X, Y, and Z. And then two seconds later, you see them put out an email that says, hey, we only have three spots left in our certification and this next one is taking place in X, Y, and Z city, you better sign up. So it's kind of the kettle Or, you know, calling whatever, we're going to mess up the saying, but the teapot calling the kettle black. Right. And the problem with that is good coaches care a lot about what other coaches think about them. They're really focused on education. And we should be, we should all be looking to grow together. But when there becomes such a fear of being an outsider to the people that you look up to for maybe certifications, for education, or for your own training, it creates such a fear around it that people are scared to actually reach out to the people that they want to help, their clients and potential clients, to a point where they're not able to live their truth, so to speak, and why they got into the industry in the first place. Because the truth is, if you got into the fitness industry to help people, should you give a shit what another coach says about the potential marketing tactic if it is allowing you to communicate with people effectively and then get them the result? No. You've got to think of it from that perspective because if you're always trying to please people who don't pay your bills, your bills are not going to get paid. And yeah, and, and that's where the big struggle comes from, from so many coaches. I agree. Being in
1: the fitness industry for so long, there's this massive fear of anybody who's trying to sell anything. And I'm like, well, isn't as a business owner that what you are doing like yes there's this weird double standard and i don't really think it necessarily is as strong in other in other um industries perhaps it is this is just the one i know and it's just such a weird mindset around well that's sleazy but um they're being roped into it in every other industry in the world like it 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 just there's this weird disconnect and i don't know what that is if they if we've just had so much bad marketing practices going on or repeated of the same thing over and over and over and over again where it's just dead on them but i think what i learned to realize is that what i see all the time is not what my client sees all the time like it works because i'm seeing it and they need to see me and so like i have to put away my my beliefs about sleazy marketing or marketing and and think about wait i actually know about that brand or that company because they're actually implementing those in an ethical and clear communication way. And and it works.
0: Exactly. You know, I mean, marketing is like deadlifts. (laughs) You have great form, incredible exercise. If it's right for you, great marketing. It can be incredibly powerful. Everything is marketing, right? Coaching is marketing. You're indoctrinating people into performing certain tasks and creating a persuasion-based principle to get people locked in and stay accountable right? It's, it's literally the same thing, just a different process of application. Marketing is before people get in. Coaching is once they bought into the ideas that you are putting out in your marketing itself. Um, and ultimately, you know, it comes down to, again, it's like deadlifts. If you have great form in a deadlift, it's an incredible exercise. If you have terrible form in a deadlift, it can be very problematic. Same thing with marketing. If you are doing it in an ethical way and you are helping people ultimately, that's the point of marketing, right? If you're using it to sell snake oil and all these different things. And, you know, we've all of us have probably been burned by some crappy fitness product in the past, which helped inspire us to become coaches, which I think leads to that hugely negative kind of anti marketing sentiment that's out there. Um, but it's about how you use it. And to learn how to use these tools effectively is the most important thing you can do in your business. And by extension, is how you can actually change the industry from the inside out and make the bigger difference that you're here to make.
1: Yeah. So, marketing is so hard for people to embrace. And I know that you know, your program, that's part of what you're coaching. So I want you to speak to an audience of somebody who might be thinking, yeah, I want to do this and marketing has crushed my soul forever. I'm not, I'm not good at it. What is it? what is something you want to say to them?
0: Yeah. First and foremost, I was a terrible marketer in every sense of the word. When I got started, my first website was ericbachperformance.wordpress.com. Nobody's (laughs) going to remember that, right? Like who's going to remember that? Um, so it's something, it's it's just like going in the gym and refining your technique. You're going to get better and better and better over time. And as you do it, you find your voice and then you find a way where it's most ethical for you. And you feel that it's an incredibly powerful thing that you truly believe in. And that's the biggest struggle that so many coaches have is like, they hear these ideas of marketing and they're immediately turned off where they don't commit to the process and get to the point where they enjoy it. You know, much in the same way where our clients, most people don't enjoy exercise. We have to find things that they enjoy and bridge that gap with the things that they need. The same thing happens with with marketing. And it has to be viewed as something that ultimately, if you want to be able to make the impact that you want, you have to learn how to communicate in the most effective, clear way possible that speaks directly to the people that you want to help, not necessarily always trying to get at a boy, at a girl, whatever it is, from your colleagues in the industry. Most of the people who are in the industry want to see you succeed. Nearly everybody does. The mechanisms of it, yeah, there might be some gray area, but ultimately you have to ask yourself, what is your mission? what are you here for are you here to get you know thank you and you know get likes from other coaches or are you here to make an impact with the people who need your help
1: oh that's good that's really good
0: really evaluating why
1: you're doing what you're doing is is key and then you can turn the noise off from everything else right and getting getting good at turning off the noise from those that don't matter really and it will probably actually Turn that noise into positivity later on, if you just do what you need to do to make things happen the way that you need them to make make them happen and where your client needs you. Um, so let's wrap this up and I'd love for you to tell us uh you know, you've kind of laid out a lot of what you do for your program, but I'd like to give you just another quick minute to kind of share anything you want to share around, you know, Bach business coaching to the audience who may be like, hm, I'm very, I'm pretty interested in this.
0: Yeah. I mean, the most important thing that you can do right away is get crystal clear on who exactly you want to help. And one of the ways to do that is actually to reflect back on what got you started into your own journey with fitness. The reason being is people want to connect with other people. And the easiest way for us to connect is to be able to highlight, hey, listen, I've been in a similar situation that you have before. I felt this pain. I felt this discomfort. This is what I went through. Because what happens in the online marketing world right now, and on social media platforms, especially You know something like Instagram is people only see a highlight reel. And your ability to get clients stems from your ability to connect. And ultimately, when you create content that connects with people and converts people into calls, then that's your chance to have more clients come into your business so you can create more value and more transformations. And what we do in the very beginning when we're working with a client is we sit down, we have an hour-long call, and we just talk about your past. We talk about the people that you'd like to help. And then we start to get clear on who that person is that you can help. And then give you a clear cut direction from where to go from there. Because without that direction, you just kind of fall back in terms of old habits and posting, hey, here's a fitness tip for 55-year-old Bob. Here's 33-year-old Sally. Here's 20-year-old Joe who just wants to get jacked and try to get laid on spring break, right? Um, so it's about having that clarity and having that clear cut picture on what you need to focus on and then guidance every step of the way. And that's exactly what we provide. I love that. I love that you start with an hour
1: of just digging in because there's so many coaching systems out there and I I don't want to cut anybody down, but there's a lot of them out there that don't know anything about their client. They're just like, hey, here's what works. Plug this in, do this. It's just like a uh, step one, step two, steps three, step four. And and I've engaged in these before and I'm like, I'm on step three and I'm like, we're way off course. This isn't where I need to be spending my time. So that's, that's Beautiful, that that says that you guys kind of get it, which is, or you totally get it, which is awesome. Eric, thank you so much for spending some time with us, explaining what you do and sharing your passion with this. Uh, I'm actually, I've actually learned quite a bit and I have somebody I wanna go talk to about
0: it. So that's a good thing. It was really, really enlightening for me. Well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it, had a great time. Um, Looking forward to, uh, looking forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, me too. Hey everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, uh most more importantly if you want to find out more about eric and his business and his coaching there it's in the show notes so just check out the show notes follow that back to him uh probably could just check him out at eric bach and bach Bach business coaching i'm sure you can find those on the socials but check those show notes and of course do the thing uh, that every podcaster asks you to do rate whatever the the podcast that way more people will hear the stories that we have so thank you very much for joining us today
0: thank you for listening to the stories that sell podcast if you appreciated the content on the show be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week